Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5, From verse number 18 to verse number 21. I receive. One, two, three, go. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. I want you to notice something there. The Bible says, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So how do you know that you are filled with the Spirit? How do we know? How do you know that someone is filled with the Spirit? The Bible begins to tell you the science by which you can tell someone is filled with the Spirit. So be not drunk with wine when it's excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Number one says what? Speaking to yourselves in Psalms. Speaking to yourself in what? Psalms. That's sign number one. Sign number two, speaking to yourselves in what? Hymns. Sign number three, speaking to yourselves in what? Spiritual songs. What are you doing? You are singing and making melody unto the Lord in your hearts. Oh, yes. So already they were given three signs. How do you tell someone is drunk in the Holy Ghost? They sing to themselves. Is that making sense? Oh, yes. The effect of alcohol, wine, and the effect of the Holy Ghost is the same. So you can be drunk on wine or you can be drunk on the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. The effect is the same. Are you hearing me? So speaking to yourselves in what? Psalms. Number two. Hymns. Number three. Speak your songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Those are three signs. Number four, what's sign number four? Give me the next verse. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Jesus Christ. You see, a drunkard doesn't care. You tell him you're stupid, like, ah, you, what are you talking about? You too, you are stupid. <laughs> okay, there's a lion. Can you tell the lion to wait? <laughs> the lion doesn't wait. <laughs> Here, people drink with discipline. No, I'm joking. It's a, 
Here people do crazy stuff. How do I know? Because I used to drive a taxi. I used to be a taxi driver. I used to drive that van. The van. The Maxit. You call it what? Aha, uh -huh, that one. And I knew where to pick customers at 2 a.m. There's one street in Townsville where all the drunkards are. So I used to drive there at 2 a.m., begin to pick them going home. They used to do crazy stuff in my cab. Crazy stuff. I used to turn the mirror the other way. Amen. My eyes are too holy to behold. Oh, yes. They don't care. They don't care. So the Bible is saying you also have to be drunk in the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. To a point where you have no reputation to protect. To a point where you don't care. Oh, yes. You see someone not born again, you preach the gospel to them. Uh, uh, the problem that we have in the church is people are too sober. Amen. People are too dry. They are too sober. So they think, hey, if I talk about Jesus here, and this person says, no, I'll be embarrassed. They think too much. But the Bible says you must be drunk on the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. So they, are, they, are, they were given four signs. How we shall know that we are filled with the Holy Ghost. Number one, we are speaking to yourselves in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs. You are giving thanks. You are giving thanks always for all things. Always. For. Now, the Bible does not say give thanks for good things that God has done for you. It's a difficult verse. Why? Because it says giving thanks always for what? All, all, all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are giving thanks to God and the Father. Not only God as your creator, but God as your Father who cares about you. Who cares for you? Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So this is a very difficult verse. Why? Because we are programmed only to say thank you when things are going in our direction. Yeah. When things are good for us, we say thank you. Anything that we are not happy about, we we'll make sure that the person knows that we are not happy about this thing. That's a catcher. Yes. And if the person is not hearing, we go to the newspaper. Hey. I mean Facebook. Oh, yes. Why? Because we want to express that we're not happy. But the Bible says what? Giving thanks always for all things. Very difficult verse. Imagine those moments when we put it down. The Bible says what? Giving thanks always for all things. Imagine those moments when someone said something mean to you. What does the Bible say? Giving thanks always for all things. Imagine that moment when you felt so hurt, so discouraged, so disappointed. What came out of your mouth? Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Are you hearing me, somebody? This is a game changer. Ha! Huh. Someone say game changer. One act. Changing everything. It's a very difficult verse. And the last sign that you are drunk in the Holy Ghost is submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Uh -huh. That's the last sign. How many signs? Five. Number one, speaking to yourselves in Psalms. Number two, in hymns. 
Number three, spiritual songs. Number four, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus. Number five, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So it, it begins to break down. You know, it says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So a wife who is not submissive is empty of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> no, speaking, speaking in tongues and being drunk in the Holy Ghost are two different things. <laughs> the Bible hasn't given speaking in tongues there as a sign. It says submitting. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Husbands says what? Love. So a husband who is mean to his wife is empty of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Ah, you are a liar. You are dry. Amen. You are dry. <laughs> when you are drunk, when you are drunk, you just want, honey, princess, Hallelujah. God, thank God he gave me. I am so blessed to have in my life, honey. Oh, sweetie. Oh, princess. Hallelujah. That one is drunk in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Shout yes. yes. Have you ever seen drunk women when they've got a boyfriend? They'll, they'll have their hands all over him. And they'll make sure everyone knows that, they, that this, this is their boyfriend. <laughs> is that true? Oh, yes. I told you I used to pick them up at 2 a.m. Hey, they don't hold it back. They don't. They have no barriers, no boundaries. Anything can happen anytime. You have to turn the mirror the other way. <laughs> I'll leave that to your imagination. <laughs> right. But are you getting the idea? The same thing a guy who is drunk. Oh, honey. Like, shh. Oh, sweetie. Shh. You are trying to, to, to tell me there are people around us. Keep quiet. He doesn't care. He's drunk in the Holy Ghost. And then it says, well, spiritual children. Obey your spiritual parents. That's a sign of being drunk. Biological children, honor your biological parents. That's a sign. Then talks about servants and fathers. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children, but bring them up in the nature and admonition of the Lord. That's a sign of being drunk in the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? And then servants, obey your masters. When you are, you are stubborn at work, yes, I may, I may believe you're a liar. You are dry. And then masters, when you are drunk in the Holy Ghost, you are fair to your employees. Yeah. I have, I've finished that passage for you. Are we together? Oh, yes. So why does God want us to be thankful? Why? The power of thanksgiving. The power of what? Thanksgiving. You see, when you go to Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4. Say neighbor. Neighbor. 
Are you hearing that? Are you hearing? Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6 and 7. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6 and 7. There's something the Bible says there. One, two, three, go. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. What will be the result? And the peace of God, which patheth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Did you see? Verse number 6 says what? Be anxious for nothing. Say neighbor. Neighbor. Anxiety. Anxiety. Is not your portion. Is not your portion. Are you hearing me? So the Bible says what? Be anxious for nothing. In other words, be anxious for no thing. No thing qualifies for you to be anxious over. There's nothing, 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 nothing that qualifies. So be anxious for nothing. But in everything, uh -huh, by prayer, supplication, with what? Thanksgiving. Why Thanksgiving there again? We are making a request. Why are we thanking him? We are making a request. Why are we thanking him? Mm, you are not hearing me. We are, following. we are making what? A request. But why are we thanking him? We have got an issue that could cause us to become anxious. We've got a problem on hand. And we are talking to God to deal with the problem. He hasn't dealt with it yet. But the Bible says what? With what? Thanksgiving. Remember, be thankful for everything. Everything. Lord, I thank you that I have got a headache. Uh-huh. Now you are thinking, can I, can I thank God for a headache? Yeah. If he says everything. Everything. Oh, yes. I'm telling you. Thank you, Lord, that that person was mean to me today. In the name of Jesus. You see, Jesus says when they arrest you, they beat you. Be joyful. Because you are counted worthy to suffer for his name's sake. That's upside down. That's upside down. Why should you be joyful when people are mean to you? Someone say, why? Why? There is a reason why. Remember, these words are coming from the one who designed you. Your creator. Oh, yes. So probably your creator knows something about how you function than you think you know about yourself. Because oh, yes. our source, we think we know who we are. We know how we ought to react to different situations. But your creator knows you better than you know yourself. He knows, he knows, your creator knows, he knows very well. That the moment you engage thanksgiving, it alters everything. It changes everything. Oh, yes. Imagine I'm asking you for something and then I'm already thanking you for the thing that you haven't even given me. Where are you going to get the power to refuse me? Got a, got you on that one. Oh, yes. You see, I'm already thanking you for the thing that you haven't even given me yet. I've just short circuited your thinking. Oh, yes. What will happen is 
You will not want to disconnect yourself from my thanksgiving. So you're going to fulfill it. Imagine a child is coming to you asking you for $20. And then the child, Dad, I need $20. But you see, Dad, thank you so much for this $20 that you're going to give me. I'm, I'm, thank you so much, Daddy. Daddy, thank you. Do you see what will happen to you? Even if you didn't want to give the $20. The child has a short, short secured your thinking. He has manipulated you oh, yes. into giving that money. That's why before you ask, spend more time praising. Yes. You are such a good God. Whatever we ask from you, you never say no. We say thank you because you always hear our prayer, Lord. Oh, yes. oh Lord, you are so amazing. Ay, oh, Lord, you are so wonderful. Now I need a shoe. <laughs> hey, hey. Are you hearing me? Yes. You know what you've done? You took him, put him on a pedestal. You lifted him up. He wants to remain there. How he's going to remain there? He will give you what you are asking for. Because he wants to remain there. Oh, yes. Thanksgiving. Someone said Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. But that's on the shallow end. Because scientists, and now I'm talking about scientists, neuro, neuroscientists, they began to wonder what's the power in thanksgiving. They discovered something that people who have a life of thanksgiving, their life is far much better than those who are whinging. Oh, yes. They discover something. They began to look at cultures which are things. You know, there are some cultures we have got that culture of just thinking. Thinking one another. And then there are some cultures which are so mean, evil, everyone for themselves, boy. They observe that people coming from a culture of selfishness, they're always sick, 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 sick. But people coming from cultures where they are thankful, they are always healthy and healthy and healthy. And yet these people may be poor, they may have nothing. But their health is exploding in every direction. Oh, yes. The other people have got everything, including 65-inch television in the house. Even in the bedroom, one in the toilet, one in the kitchen. Oh, yes. But they are so grumpy. And so sick. So scientists were confused. What's going on? So they took people and began to do experiments. To begin to search. They discovered number one. Thanksgiving releases toxic emotions from your system. Toxic emotions. Just Thanksgiving. Why? Because if you don't forgive someone, if you're grumpy, if you're angry against someone, you know what? It begins to build up toxic in your system. Oh, yes. It has nothing to do with the devil. There's no demon there. Amen. It's just you poisoning yourself Amen. because of bitterness. Number two, thanksgiving reduces pain. Have you ever been betrayed? Has someone ever been mean to you? The moment you begin to thank God for that bad action, the pain reduces. 
the anguish reduces. Oh, yeah. The confusion reduces. Are you hearing me? A simple act of what? Thanksgiving to God. Even for something bad. You see, your brain has got a problem. Your brain does not know how to distinguish good and bad. Can I go deeper? Your brain has got a problem. It doesn't know whether mice is food or not. Until you tear it. It doesn't know whether a monkey is a delicacy or not. Until you tear it. It doesn't know whether prawns are food or not. Until you teach it. Are you hearing me? Oh, yeah. So that's why when you go in some cultures, they eat some food so there, you go, wait a minute. How can a person eat that and say they are enjoying it? Why? Because food is what your mother taught you it was. Oh, yes. When you were a baby, your mother introduced you to eating these things with eight legs, these things with a tail. They're like, hallelujah. You baptize them like chicken. Your brain doesn't know how to distinguish. You program your brain to like it or to hate it. Oh, yes. So once you program your brain, your brain will program your emotions. And so you begin to react at an emotional level to food. You see your friends are busy eating a dog. I mean eating a dog, a hot dog. I mean a dog. Oh, yes. I meant a hot dog. A dog, I mean... A... <laughs> Whether it's cody dog or hot dog or whatever it is. Now, if you don't come from where you're programmed to like it, what will happen to you? Your gag reflex. The dog, I mean the hot dog has no problem. It's your programming. Are you hearing me? So Thanksgiving, I said, reduces what? Pain. Your brain does know how to distinguish something good, something bad. It's your reaction to the thing. It's what you have been programmed to believe about the thing that changes you. Number three, Thanksgiving improves sleep quality. I'm talking about these uh, scientific research results. Thanksgiving proves your what? Have you ever been where someone was so mean you are thinking about it so much you go to bed, you stay awake the whole night until morning. Because someone was so mean to you. But the moment you turn the same thing, just begin to thank God for the thing. Even your sleep will improve. Number four. Thanksgiving reduces stress. It reduces what? Stress. Stress. I'm telling you. Number five. Thanksgiving reduces anxiety and depression. It reduces anxiety and what? Depression. I'm talking about Thanksgiving. So when we go back now to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, you see what has happened there. Let's go back to the scriptures. What does the Bible say? One, two, three, go. Be careful for no thing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Pause there. If what I've said is true, then verse number seven will make sense now. Look at verse number seven. What will happen to you? And, and the, the peace, peace of God, God 
which passeth all understanding. Can you see now? This peace of God is not logical. It does not obey logical laws. Say, I'm going through this difficult time. I've just thanked God. I'm, I'm, I'm going through this hard time. This people have been so mean to me, but I just thank to God. Why am I so peaceful? Why am I sleeping? I'm not being anxious at night. The Bible says the peace of God, which what? Passes all what? Understanding shall what? Shall keep your hearts and your what? And your minds through. You can prove that statement scientifically. That's what I've done. It's a scientific statement. You can prove it scientifically. Oh, yes. Less anxious, sleeping well, no stress, no toxic stuff building up in your system. The peace of God, which passes all what? Understanding. Show what? Keep your hearts and your minds in. I love it in the amplified version of the Bible. It's a danger. That verse is very dangerous. I want us to read in the Amplified Version of the Bible. One, two, three, go. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing no thing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is. That peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Do you know what it means in literal terms? The peace of God becomes an army. It builds a garrison. Yeah. It builds what? A garrison. And it mounts what? It mounts guard over your what? Your hearts and minds. So the peace of God becomes an army. Builds an edifice to protect you. To defend you. You're not hearing me. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Someone say, neighbor. Neighbor. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? As I finish, let me show the power of thanksgiving. In the book of John, are you ready? Those in Alota, are you hearing me? Is Alota still there? Are you hearing me? Powerful. What about Port Mosby? Are you still there? Powerful. Someone say powerful. Powerful. John chapter 11, because of time. Verse number 41, 42, 43, 44. 
Someone say Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Now, this is Lazarus is dead. He's, only, he's in the grave. has been there for how many days? Four days. So Jesus comes and begins to do stuff to raise him up. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave cloths, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. I want you to notice verse number 41. Lazarus is in the grave. Jesus wants to raise Lazarus. How did he do it? How did he do it? Thanksgiving. He begins by saying what? Father, I thank thee. That what? That what? Thou hast what? Hit me. Father, I think that thou hast hit me. And then he says what? Verse 42. You always. And I knew that you what? Always. You always hear me. I told you, the moment you begin to thank God, you put God in a corner. Jesus does not begin to be This man must come out in the name of Jesus. He doesn't do that. He doesn't. He just says, God, I thank you that you have heard me. And I thank you that you always, I knew that you always hear me. After that, he speaks to Lazarus. He says, Lazarus, come forth. So the power of thanksgiving can bring someone who is dead back to life. Wow. It can bring relationships back to life. Oh, yes. The power of thanksgiving. It can bring even your bank account back to life. Oh, yes. You're not hearing me. Uh, you're not hearing me. I receive. You're not hearing me. I receive. Uh -uh. Are you hearing me? This is the power of thanksgiving. Lift up your bank account. Your bank, your banky card, your phone, whatever it is. If you've got a dollar in your pocket, lift it up. Because we're going to do something prophetic right oh, now. Oh, yes. We're going to thank God because your finances have shifted. Now, we're talking about a time when you know that the balance in your bank account is not testifying. That's okay. Don't worry about it. But we're going to thank God. Oh, yes. We're going to thank God. Say, I'm going to thank God. I'm going to thank God. Are you ready? We are ready. Are you ready? We are ready, Papa. Rise on your feet. Say, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. For my current financial situation. For my current financial situation. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You are still a good God. You are still a good God. You are still a powerful God. You are still a powerful God. You are still my provider. You are still my provider. You are my giver. You are my giver. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because I know. Because I know. This is temporary. This is temporary. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This is Jesus performing a miracle with the loaves of bread and the fish. 
Do you know that there was no prayer except thanksgiving? Come on, talk to me. Do you know that there was no intercession except thanksgiving? Let's use Mark. Mark chapter 6. Verse 40 to 42. Because of time. One, two, three, go. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and break the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. I don't know if they're hearing me. And they did all eat and were what? How many were they? Five thousand. Someone say five thousand. Five thousand. How did Jesus perform the miracle? By thanksgiving. Wow. The Bible says he looked up to heaven and he blessed. There, the word blessing, talking about thanksgiving. Yes. He gave thanks and then he began to break. So you're going to give thanks. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. You're going to what? Give thanks. Because thanksgiving multiplies what you have. I receive. It multiplies it. I receive. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Thanksgiving what? Multiplies what you have. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. I thank you. I thank you. For what I have. For what I have. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By the power. By the power. Of thanksgiving. Of thanksgiving. Let it be multiplied. Let it be multiplied. Let my finances multiply. Let my finances multiply. Let the bank balance. Let the bank balance. In my account. In my account. Multiply. Multiply. In my fridge. In my fridge. Multiply. Multiply. In my pantry. In my pantry. Multiply. Multiply. In my house. In my house. Multiply. Multiply. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.